Welcome to Warcraft World's podcast. My name's Rachel, and this is the podcast where we step behind the veil to take a look at some long-lost and little-known spooky stories and urban legends. London is home to the West End, which, while a perfectly livable and workable part of the city, is the place where you'll find the majority of the city's theatres. A total of 39 theatres reside in the area, including the Theatre Royal, Drury Lane, the Lyceum, and the Victoria Palace Theatre. Opening in late 2022, at Soho Place will be the first theatre in 50 years to be opened in the area. Theatre in London flourished after the English Reformation. The first public permanent playhouse known as the Theatre was constructed in 1576 in Shoreditch by James Burbage. It was soon joined by the Church, the Curtain. Both are known to have been used by William Shakespeare's company. In 1599, the timber from the theatre was moved to Southwark, where it was used in building the Globe Theatre in a new theatre district formed beyond the controls of the City Corporation. Regarding theatre as sinful, these theatres were closed in 1642 due to the Puritans who would later influence the 1649 pause in government. On the 24th of January 1643, the actors protested against the ban by writing a pamphlet titled The Actors' Complaint for the Silencing of Their Profession and the Banish from Their Several Playhouses. Most of the theatres in the West End are of Victorian or Edwardian construction and are home to some of the country's finest theatres theatrical performances. Many, if not all of them, are also home to ghostly activities. Seating 1,400 people across four levels, the Palace Theatre sits at the intersection of Shaftesbury Avenue and Charing Cross Circus. Founded in 1891, the Palace Theatre is currently home to Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, which has been running since 2016. The theatre has two resident ghosts. One is an unknown ballerina who has been known to dance across the stage. The other is actor Ivor Novello, whose first big hit was the song Keep the Home Fires Burning in 1914. He was connected to the Palace Theatre via his 1949 musical King's Rhapsody, which played there from 1949 for over 800 performances. He passed away suddenly in 1951 at the age of 58. He has been spotted watching shows from the theatre's beautiful dress circle. Interestingly, until Harry Potter and the Cursed Child came along and was selling out faster than the theatre could deal with, the Palace Theatre had two seats which were never used by the public. These seats were purely for the use of the theatre's ghosts in case they wanted somewhere to sit and watch a performance. Theatre Royal, Drury Lane, is commonly known as just Drury Lane and is probably one of the most well-known theatres in London. There has been a theatre on this site since 1663 and the current building is from 1812. For most of the first two centuries of its life, it was known as one of the city's most renowned theatres and at the time a patent theatre. This meant that, unlike other theatres, it had the monopoly rights to produce legitimate drama in London, meaning spoken plays rather than opera, dance, concerts or musicals. These days, like many of its counterparts in the West End, it's often home to musical production. As of 2021, Theatre Royal is home to Frozen the Musical and has also hosted My Fair Lady, Gone with the Wind, Oliver, The Lord of the Rings and South Pacific, to name a few. Like many of London's theatres, Theatre Royal is beautifully decked out with gilded boxes, swathes of red curtains and delightfully decorated ceilings. The productions themselves aren't the only art within the buildings. Often the theatres themselves are stunning works of art. In fact, in 2013, Andrew Lloyd Webber had the public areas of the theatre restored to their original 1810 Regency style. And, like other London theatres, Theatre Royal is also home to ghosts. The appearance of almost any one of the handful of ghosts that are said to frequent the theatre signals good luck for an actual production. The most famous ghost is the Man in Grey, who appears dressed as a nobleman of the late 18th century. Powdered hair beneath a tricorn hat, a dress jacket and a cloak or cape, riding boots and a sword. Legend says that the Man in Grey is the ghost 
ghost of a knife-stabbed man whose skeletal remains were found within a walled-up side passage in 1848. Various people have reported seeing the ghost, including W.J. McQueen Pope, who described its usual path as starting at the end of the fourth row in the upper circle and then proceeding via the rear gangway to the wall near the royal box where the remains were found. The ghosts of actor Charles Macklin and clown Joseph Grimaldi are also supposed to haunt the theatre. Macklin appears backstage, wandering the corridor which now stands in the spot where, in 1735, he killed fellow actor Thomas Hallam in an argument over a wig. God damn you for a blackguard scab rascal, he shouted, thrusting a cane into Hallam's face and piercing his left eye. Grimaldi is reported to be a helpful apparition, purportedly guiding nervous actors skillfully across the stage on more than one occasion. The Lyceum on Wellington Street has, since 1999, been home to the Lion King and has only returned to being a working theatre since the late 1990s. Built in 1834, the Lyceum originally hosted melodramas including Shakespeare until 1939 when proposals were made to knock it down in order to do road improvements. World War II put pay to that and, in 1945, the Lyceum became known as the Lyceum Ballroom and hosted an array of acts, including the Grateful Dead, U2, Led Zeppelin, Iron Maiden and the Smiths, before the then-owner gave up the lease and the building was returned to theatrical use. In the 1870s and 1880s, the Lyceum was home to actor Henry Irving, and it was during his reign that one of the most interesting ghost stories took place. One night, sometime in the 1880s, a couple were sat in the balcony of the Lyceum and saw the severed head of a man staring up at them from a lady's lap in the stalls below. Who the man was remains a mystery, but he is believed to be part of a family that once owned the land on which the Lyceum stands and was beheaded for treason. The ghost of actor William Terrace has appeared on this podcast before and is, it seems, one very busy, busy spirit. Terrace was stabbed to death by fellow actor Richard Arthur Prince at the stage door of the Adelphi Theatre in 1897. His ghost is long believed to haunt Covent Garden Underground Station, in particular the spot where a bakery that he loved to visit once stood. Shortly after his death, strange things began to happen in the theatre, including mechanical failures, disembodied footsteps and the feeling that someone was there in the empty theatre. Terrace's dapper apparition has been seen where he was stabbed and flitting about the auditorium. His ghost was also blamed for knocking on the door of Jesse Millward's former dressing room, a habit Terrace had in life to let Millward know he was about. The ghost of Shakespearean actor Edmund Keane, who died in 1833, is also believed by some to haunt the Adelphi. Opened in April 1928, Piccadilly Theatre on Denman Street is a beautiful example of the Art Deco period. Its 1,200-seat auditorium is decorated in shades of pink, while gold and green take over the bars and other public areas. The theatre's opening souvenir brochure proclaimed that if laid end-to-end, all of the building's bricks would stretch between London and Paris. Piccadilly Theatre's opening production was Blue Eyes, starring Evelyn Lane. Evelyn died back in 1996, but she's about to start in the story of how she became so closely associated with the theatre even in death. Evelyn Lay was born in Bloomsbury, London in 1900. Both of her parents were actors, with her father also acting as a theatre manager. She made her first stage appearance at the tender age of 14 at the Theatre Royal in Brighton. She went on to be in a number of plays and at 29 made her Broadway debut. World War II was, it is said, unkind to her and her pre-war success was never replicated. However, she was still treading the boards of the West End well into her 90s and often played opposite her husband, Frank Lawton, until his death in 1969. 
Evelyn died in a nursing home in Pimlico, London. She was 95 years old and, by all accounts, had lived a full and amazing life. Piccadilly Theatre has a poltergeist which, over the years, has thrown objects and slammed doors. This poltergeist is generally believed to be Evelyn. For many years, her photograph, like that of many other stars, both past and present, hung in the theatre's offices. The photograph was removed and, when it was, the paranormal activity began. When the photo was returned, the activity stopped. Evelyn has been spotted around the theatre and guests are invited to try and spot her during backstage tours. No tale of theatre ghosts would be complete without talking about the ghost light. A ghost light is an electric light that is left switched on on the stage of a theatre when the theatre is unoccupied and would otherwise be completely dark. These days, the ghost light typically consists of an exposed bulb, CFL lamp or LED lamp mounted in a wire cage on a portable stand. It is usually placed near centre stage. The practical use of a ghost light is for safety. A ghost light enables one to navigate the theatre to find the lighting control console and to avoid accidents such as falling into the orchestra pit or stepping on or tripping over set pieces. There is an unsubstantiated story of a burglar who tripped on a dark stage, broke his leg and sued the theatre for damages. Some claims that the tradition began in the days of gaslit theatres when dim gas lights were left burning to relieve pressure on the gas valves. Aside from its obvious practical purpose, there are a number of superstitions associated with the origin and purpose of ghost lights. The superstitious have various justifications for the ghost light in relation to the supernatural. A popular theatrical superstition holds that every theatre has a ghost, and some theatres have traditions to appease ghosts that reach far back in their history. Similar superstitions hold that ghost lights provide opportunities for ghosts to perform on stage, thus appeasing them and preventing them from cursing the theatre or sabotaging the set or production. This is also used to explain the traditional one day a week when theatres are closed. Some superstitions claim that the ghost light is in place to scare away ghosts, not to appease them. During the COVID-19 pandemic, many if not all theatres left their ghost lights switched on as a reminder that at some point in the future, live theatre would return. And that, my friends, is the end of our ghostly tour of London's theatres. If you enjoyed this podcast, please do feel free to check out our website at www.roswellpublishing.co.uk. And until next time, stay spooky. 